0: I'm great. You doing all right?
1: I'm wonderful. You know, whenever you come on, that's my that's my signal that I, you know, we, we start the podcast. You know, we put this on outside the box, uh, the recording of this. And uh, I'm going to kind of get put my professional face on for, uh, we've got Lauren here. I'm going to put it on for her and, and, and Laura McConnell. Uh, we're going to talk about Saffron. Thank you for that. Roel wants to talk about exercise. Dad, we, we, we've got... Uh, uh, a lot of different topics we gotta we gotta Oh, good
0: no i'm looking forward to it did you tell that story about the telemedicine did i pick up something about that
1: yeah well so i, I started it and um what did what did they tell you i'll when
0: finish you, it finish i, I it. thought this was probably thir- at least 13 14 years ago i thought telemedicine was going to be big and so i applied for a telemedicine license in the state of tennessee and at the time the only people that really had a telemedicine license were radiologists because it really enabled them to uh, read a cat scan from their house on a portable unit at night so they didn't have to go into the hospital and read it when they're on call so i think they were the only ones that had to have it or had one so I was just thinking ahead ahead, and thought it's going to be big in the future. So I applied. I called Nashville. They told me to apply for a license. And I paid them over $1,000. I had to go down and get fingerprinted um, to kind of, I guess, by the FBI or something to make sure who it was and so on. So I didn't hear anything for a year. And so I kept calling. And finally one day – they called me back and got on the line with me. and you, you can tell it was an older doctor who didn't know what I wanted to do with this. So he was on the board and he goes, Dr. Rogers, why do you want a telemedicine license as, as a primary care doctor? I go, well, you know, I think it's going to be the future. I think there's a lot of people going to save time and money by being able to conduct uh, telemedicine visits. I, th- I think it's the future, and uh, he goes, well, the future's not here, <laughs> and um, so it kind of shocked me. I love it. Because I was told I could get one, so then I go, well, I went to all this trouble. Do I at least get my $1,000 back? And he goes, no, and he <laughs> hung up the phone. So he was an old geezer. He's probably, who knows where he is now. I hope he's in a nursing home, you know, babbling somewhere, but anyway, um Brent, Brent, he didn't Brent know the is future. Andrew-
1: Brandon says you're a visionary and I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I hope he's babbling somewhere in a nursing home and, you know, realizing what a benefit it would be nowadays. But um, anyway, I don't hold a grudge. um, And then then I found out. So I went, because I belong to the Tennessee Medical Association, I called them up and asked them about that. And so their lawyers looked into it to see about it. And they said, you don't even need a telemedicine license (laughs) to practice telemedicine. So, you know, I didn't even really need it. So and nowadays everybody does it. So it was just a funny story. You know, you go through a lot when you're trying to, you know, be on the, the edge. You know, you're looking to the future and you're kind of do things outside the box that you think can help people out. And, you know, medicine's so hard to change. You know, most doctors are practicing from what they learned in medical school 20, 30 years ago. So you got to keep up, and you got to think of different things and ways to do things, or you know you'll, you'll be encumbered with the same old stale way you've been practicing. And So, but anyway, funny story.
1: Now, real, real quick, you know, on the telemedicine topic, um, do you do you kind of foresee that this, you know, we're you're able to practice telemedicine across state lines now because of you know the COVID crisis? Do you think that's a trend yeah. that's going to stick around, or do you think we're going to go back to Uh, you need a license in a particular state that you're doing a telemedicine visit with a patient who, I hope
0: it, I hope it stays, you know, it should, you should be able to practice, um, you know, medicine. If you're a board certified physician that, um, you know, is credentialed, uh, you know, it should be the same whether you practice in Tennessee, Virginia, Kentucky. I mean, you know, it needs to be a standard of care, um, But So that was one good thing that came out of the COVID crisis was the telemedicine. You could do it across uh, state lines. So I hope it stays. You never know. You know, a lot of times you have a lot of bureaucrats that, you know, they don't really work. They just make up rules and they make things harder for people that actually try to help patients. So you never know. I hope it stays, you know. So um, it was a good thing. And telemedicine uh, sure – Shown to be very effective. Uh, did, of course, I did a lot today. I did a lot of telemessing today. We do a lot of telemessing. Somebody with a problem or, or recheck can, can talk and not have to come in from, you know, an hour away. We see a lot of patients that live, that live a long distance. So it helps them. It, they don't have to leave work, they don't have to wait in a waiting room. It's a little more economical um so um it's it's cool i like it i think it'll it'll continue to to thrive
1: well well, i hope um you know i I hope the the crossing the state line thing um i hope that sticks around because uh you know it's a another way to to help more people Uh, i want to give a shout out to i see billy thorpe's in here billy what's going on man billy had me on uh, his, his, uh, live stream today, uh, creating daily. So thank you so much, Billy, for, for having me on. I had a blast with you, man. And, uh, thank you for the question. I see it. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that. Um, uh, here shortly, we're getting a ton of great questions, doc, uh, coming in on we're the comments. Good. Uh, are you ready to, to jump into some of the questions that came in through, throughout the week?
0: I hope I can answer them. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um,
1: all right. We got a freestyle Libre. Uh, question: uh, As you guys know, we've been talking a lot about the uh, the Freestyle Libre, the continuous glucose monitor. Um, uh, I think we did a, we've done a demo on it uh, at some point. But the question is, I'm on day three of my Freestyle Libre trial. Please explain why middle of the night glucose can drop really low, 50s to 60s, but then upon waking slash before eating or drinking a thing, it jumps to 114 to 124. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah,
0: that that's a that's a common thing. It's um... And I'll explain it to you in a minute. It's funny because I saw a patient today that, a new patient that um, wore a freestyle Libre and they were just a pre-diabetic and not really a full-blown diabetic. And uh, she asked her doctor to prescribe her one of these and the doctor refused and said, you don't need it which I thought was ridiculous because it's it's one of the best tools you can have, to, especially if you're a pre-diabetic. It's good for anybody. It's one of the best tools you can use for monitoring your health is is monitoring what your blood sugar does in response to what you eat or what it does at night. So she, she got it through um, somebody else, uh, fortunately, and uh, it's very affordable. I've worn one myself. I did a podcast on it and You know, I learned a lot about my tolerance or insulin resistance, what different foods and drinks would do to my blood sugars, which is really where it's at. I mean, everything is based on that blood sugar and what that insulin level is doing, especially if you're tired or or you're overweight. Um, It's all about insulin resistance and your diet, your carbs particularly. But anyway, yeah, that's a common phenomena. Um, It does drop low at night because you're not eating anything. And, you know, to, to keep your blood sugar from going too low, your liver puts out glucagon, the storage form of, of glucose to kind of keep your, everything going. So it's not, you know if it drops in the fifties and sixties, not bad, unless it wakes you up and you get, it can in diabetics, you know, having two diabetic kids, you know, their sugars would frequently drop really low, like thirties and twenties and You know they'd wake up and they'd be sweating. You had to have uh, glucose tablets right there for them. And fortunately, they were fortunate and they could recognize in the middle of the night when they had this. But for a person that's not an insulin-dependent diabetic, it's usually not a big problem. Sometimes you can adjust if you're taking medications. You can time it a little bit better. Um, And maybe you need to eat a little protein before you go to bed, assuming you're not doing intermittent fasting. Uh, to prevent really having a lot of lows. But I don't know if you're a diabetic on medications or not, so a lot of what I'm telling you may, may vary. But um, when you wake up, uh, one, one thing that wakes you up is cortisol, the adrenal hormone. It, it's, it's high in the morning to wake you up, and it drops low at night so you can go to sleep. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's kind of an effect that happens uh, early morning, rise of your blood sugar. It's from cortisol, which is tending to wake you up. So that's not unusual. That's a really normal phenomenon that happens. So, you know, not knowing your particular uh, history on our medications or what you eat, it's kind of hard to counsel you on that. But that's not really that unusual. Hopefully you're not symptomatic for it. And that the time under the curve of your sugars are good. You know, that's more important than even what your hemoglobin A one c is is time under the curve. And
1: can, can you go over you know, what can you go over what that means? Time uh, time under the curve?
0: Well, that means if you're doing a continuous glucose monitoring, then the time you spend under a certain level, like if you're a diabetic, the time you spend under one thirty. Um, if you're a non-diabetic, the time you spend under 100, you know, typically you want your fasting to be under 100 um, and more uh, relatively 90 or so. So you can play around with it a little bit. That's one reason you have that that trial of the, uh, the glucose monitor is to see what it's doing in the middle of the night. And then when you wake up and then you can kind of adjust things, you know, and look at it and see it's it's really helpful. So those levels don't shock me at all. But you know you could probably improve on the the morning, uh, the cortisol. You may even, you know, you may have some adrenal dysfunction. I always check cortisol levels and insulin levels and thyroid levels. They all interact with each other. Uh, if you're really stressed and not sleeping, if you have sleep apnea, you know it could really affect those sugar levels. Your body's got an incredible way of when you don't eat and you you know you're starving, then your liver starts pumping out sugar for you. So, you know, you may need a little adrenal balancing and, and, uh, that, so it's, it's just fascinating. So certainly you're doing the right thing by using this Freestyle Libre. I love that monitor. I really do.
1: It it seems like just in, in your answer to this one question, it covers so much of what, uh, of what your message has been for all the stuff, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. covers a lot of other questions, which I'm really excited about. Uh, the, in yep. this question, I, I didn't put it in here, but they mentioned how, uh, how much pizza spiked it, uh, spiked their blood sugar. And, uh, and that kind of put, that kind of put me a, a little, a little, you know, down because I, I like my, my weekly pizza, uh, but I know it, it does that to my sugar levels as well. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you for that doc. Thank you for that question. Let's get to, uh, the next one here, uh, let's see here, um, where, uh, okay, so this is a uh, hormone question. My compounding pharmacy suggested rotating the application of my bioidentical hormone cream between various areas, inner thigh, inner forearm, tops of feet behind knees, x area, et cetera. Would you agree with this? And this is a female. Um, uh, what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, you know, if you use a cream, you want to use that over a fatty area. So don't put it on the tops of your feet. But, yeah, the reason you you rotate it, but mostly between inner thighs and maybe buttocks, um, I think you get over a fatty area, you get more consistent absorption. If you put it over a real thin area, like on the hands or feet, you know, where you'll get it in quicker, but it won't last as long. And the, re- the main reason I tell people to to move it around is because it, it usually is going to have a little bit of testosterone in there. and it, So if you put it on the same site month after month after month, you may grow hair there. So that's, that's the main reason I tell people to move it around. But it's probably maybe absorbed a little bit better if you move it around on the fatty areas. That's where I like to put the cream. I don't use the drops or oils so much because they – they, um, which can be put on the forearms or, you know, on, a, on an area that has thinner skin. Um, but you have to dose that twice a day instead of once a day. So uh, that's the main reason that um, uh, I will uh, tell, you, tell people that, especially on the inner thigh, rotate it.
1: All right. Thank you for that. Breath. Um, great question there. Let's get to a, an intermittent fasting question. Um, I've been intermittent fasting and eating clean. I've lost 27 pounds, but now I want to maintain my current weight and try to add some muscle mass. I want to add a plant-based low sodium p- protein powders to supplement my clean protein intake. Any suggestion on brand? First of all, congratulations on, on that weight loss. That's amazing. Um, so this well, is like a maintenance type question.
0: Yeah. You know, of course I did a, a podcast on a week or two ago, about hemp protein, that's probably my favorite protein powder is hemp based protein powder. Um, I've got some at your house, Ben, if you want to put that on there, you yeah. can show them what brand I use because it's not coming to mind right now. What brand of hemp protein that I actually use, but I got you some of it. So put it up there if you can. Um, but uh, I do like a, uh, plant-based, um, low sodium. I mean, if you're if you're really uh, susceptible to sodium, you know some people don't. Now, that's my hemp. Those are my hemp hearts. Have you got the protein powder? Okay. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. There, that's it. That's not my hemp hearts, um, which are just hemp seeds for the omega threes. So yeah, Novitas. You know, that's a really good one to use. I like that hemp powder. Um, that's probably my favorite one. Um, It's pretty clean. It doesn't give you a lot of, you know, some protein powders will give you a lot of bloating and things, and that doesn't seem to do it. So, um, and that is plant-based over, you know, instead of the casein of the whey, uh, which are animal-based. So that's my favorite. The the soy, you know, I don't like a whole lot either. Um, Pea protein is really good. It's probably my second favorite behind the hemp well, but, what, um, what's
1: your thoughts on? i'm looking at the the label now it has 13 grams of protein uh, one gram of sugar dietary fiber seven grams and 11 carbs 11 grams of uh yeah. carbohydrates what's your thought is that mm-hmm. decent is that kind of what no, you're? Like,
0: that's what yeah i like it you know it does, it's not super packed with protein you, know, you can get protein powders that have a lot more protein you just have to if you want more double it but you don't need um you know a ton of protein, you know, because if you eat too much protein, it puts a lot of um, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on your kidneys, and your liver starts turning it to sugar anyway through gluconeogenesis. So you don't need, you know, uh, a, a lot more protein than maybe a hundred grams. But um, yeah, take creatine if you if you have low protein uh, Roel, that's a good comment. Yeah. I really like uh, creatine, you know, you don't need to load creatine, but it's, I like, I like creatine as a supplement, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Um, I
1: really want to, I, I've been trying to get a hold of a, um, this, this doctor who kind of specializes in, in creatine research and I uh, haven't been able to get him for uh, on the outside the box podcast, but, uh, but yeah. that would be a fun one because I think, is it Tony Robbins who talks a lot about creatine in his new book? He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a, it's very interesting and one and something we don't talk a lot about. I remember as an athlete growing up, um, I think we always looked at creatine as like being um, illegal, you know, like not not healthy. Uh, well, I yeah, did.
0: and it's people used to load up on it, but it's it's safe. You need to hydrate when you take it, of course, um, and you, you certainly don't need to load up on it. Um, so. I think it's helpful, you know, it promotes muscle growth, you know, it adds a little water to your muscles and you get a little bit stronger with it. Um, but, uh, so it's a good supplement if you're lifting weights and trying to gain muscle, I think. Um, all
1: right, let's get to this one. I don't, this isn't as much of a question, um, as it is a, uh, suggestion. So I'm, you know, really appreciative of that. If like, if you guys want to, uh, us to do a deep dive on anything in particular, uh, on one of the shows, uh, whether that be explain this or the common sense MD, thank you. Uh, we, we desperately are going through comments and, and seeing what, you know, what would bring, uh, the most value to you guys. So it seems that calcium is one and it, this might spur a thought uh, from you. So I, I, am putting it up here, uh, calcium in the diet. I would love for you or Robin to do a deep dive slash podcast on getting 1200 milligrams of calcium with diet only it is not that easy if you don't do much dairy. Any thoughts on that?
0: Um, That's uh, kind of true. I just, yeah. You know, most people are going to do a little bit of dairy, but if you're a vegan, um, you know, you don't need any dairy. Like I found out one of my brothers is, he's doing that now. And he's running he? marathons. He feels great with it. You know, how
1: long has he been um, doing that? How long? Yeah.
0: Oh, he's been doing it probably six months at least. No he way. Just finished his, First marathon, did pretty well, and um, he's 64 years old, so he likes it. But, yeah, I'll, we'll try to get Robin to do a, a, a podcast on that, getting enough calcium. You're going to have to have plenty of green leafy vegetables, which are great for you. Um, I'm going to have to look and see if my athletic greens has, has some calcium in there and, and the powder. Um, but I'll look and see, and we'll, do, we'll get into that. But, yeah, you're right, it's probably not that easy.
1: Uh, yeah, great, um, great suggestion there. So thank you for that. We'll definitely uh, get to, we'll do an explain this. Episode. I'm going to look and
0: see how much yeah. is in the almond milk that I drink, uh, the non-sweetened almond milk. Uh, hopefully some, there's something in there, but, um, uh, but that's that's a great question. We'll look into that a little deeper too.
1: Um, this came through, you know, we, we talked uh, a lot about saffron um, as, you know, one of your favorite um Supplements for anxiety and weight loss. Oh, I, I'm putting it up here just for the people who are wondering. We do sell this in the office, uh, Katie. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a, a Life Extension brand. Um, so look out for uh, Katie's comment there. If, if if I'm I could be a little off, but uh, we do.
0: Yeah, we sell Life Extension. That's the one I take. We've had it in the office for years. It's you know when I first started using it, I was using it purely for weight loss. But then you know people came in and they. They felt so much better on it. Just their mood was better. So we did a kind of a deeper dig on it. And saffron, which is one of the most expensive uh, spices in the world, it's not that expensive in the uh, in the supplement form, but pure saffron is the most expensive spice in the world. But gosh, it has so many great side effects from it besides weight loss. It, it helps your mood. It helps your memory. Um, it helps PMS. I think it works better than Zoloft for depression. I really do. Without the side effects, you go to listen to my podcast from, uh, today. And I talk a lot about saffron, which is really my number one hidden gem for anxiety and and depression, which always follows anxiety. Um, so I love saffron. It also, my daughter Kelly's been taking it for years, and she, she's, you know, type one diabetic, and uh, it's really helped her uh, stay lean. And um, I just love saffron. Um, great uh, question.
1: I'm putting this up there just because it's, it's obviously timely. Um, are, are there any medications you can't take saffron with?
0: You, the only ones I can think of, are you you have to be careful. Um, If you're taking blood thinners with any something like that, just watch your pro times. If you're on a Coumadin, Um, if you do the literature search, it says, watch your blood pressure with it. I've never seen it raise blood pressure, but anytime you take a new supplement and you're on a bunch of other medicines, you know, if you feel bad, uh, note it because any time you had, whether it's a prescription medicine or a supplement, you know, you could have a side effect from it, like nausea or a little GI upset. Um, but I just, I don't have people complain about saffron as far as the side effect. If anybody's out, out there who has had a side effect, uh, chime in, but, um, you know, it's, it's a good little addition to your to your regimen. I, I think it it's really good for Alzheimer's patients. Um, you know, I think it probably works as well as, some of the the uh, prescription Alzheimer's medicines like uh, Namenda and Aricept, I just don't think those things work very well. I know that because my mom tried them; they certainly didn't work on her. And they certainly can have a lot of side effects. So, um, you know, that's that's a. Uh,
1: it seems uh, 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 our, our friend Mike uh, is mad about saffron. And- oh, Mike, hey, how you doing, Mike? <laughs>
0: I haven't, I haven't seen Mike or Marty in a long time, but yeah, that means he loves it. Uh, oh, okay, Mike, so okay. <laughs> and Mike, Mike is a, uh, is a wonderful person who knows a lot about supplements. Um, and Mike's also, but, uh, a,
1: he's a phenomenal musician. So maybe, uh, Matt, he is, being, he's a
0: great guitar player. Maybe being Matt, mad hey, about I something is good. I am working on, I'm working on my guitar, <laughs> Mike, and I hope maybe I can play with you sometime. Like, I, I'll never be on your level. You but can't jam with it, Mike. Just, I would love to jam with you. Just maybe pretend for a minute, you know, like I'm <laughs> on stage with you or something. But he's he's got a lot of great older guitars as well, and I sure hope you're doing well, Mike. Um,
1: thank you for that comment, Mike. Uh, we're, we're getting a ton of great comments on on saffron, so uh, so super cool. If you guys have more, it's questions. a hidden
0: gem. It's a really hidden gem. You don't hear much about it. You know, I always like L-theanine for anxiety too, uh, but I really think saffrons are cool. A cool supplement for people to take we just live in a stressful world and if you're not if you haven't ever been anxious in your life or been a little depressed or moody or you know you're not living on the same planet we're living on but uh um,
1: um looks like uh mark here has a has a great comment overnight soaked saffron if consumed on waking up is very good for mood swings and most of the people who have thyroid issues uh, great comment yeah. there thank you for that mark um, all right, let's go. I uh, see a, a book suggestion. Uh, I love these. Uh, Roel's talking about Glucose Revolution. Revolution, uh, New book. We're going to have to look into that, uh, Roel. Thank you for that. Um,
0: I'll tell Katie right now. See, I, get, I always get Katie to do everything for me. So, Katie, <laughs> can you order me that book? Because if he likes it, I'm, I need to dig into it. Uh, Roel, he's a deep thinker. I want to I wanna get that book. So I hope <laughs> Katie took note of that because I need to anything related to diabetes, insulin resistance, obesity, metabolic syndrome. I want to know about it. You know, if, if you, you can do some pretty deep dives if you're willing to go to Dr. Peter Atilia's, you know, some of his podcasts and about two hours later, your head's spinning, but you've learned, (laughs) hopefully picked up a lot, but, um, he has nephrologists on there and fasting experts and, you know, um, I wrote him a letter one time, and uh, <laughs> it looks you know, like he didn't answer. He didn't answer it because who knows? But uh, he's kind of a famous guy. But I told him, I said, "Look, you're—I love the way you take a deep dive on this." He's a surgeon, um, Johns Hopkins trained surgeon, but and he's a smart guy. But his podcast. Are too way way too deep for a normal person. You know, it's I mean, it's it's really for intellectual types, which I don't consider myself an intellectual type. Uh, but I, I don't either. You know, I don't
1: consider you that either.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm <laughs> you know, more common sense, but I, I do like to to you know some of this stuff like that. If you take an interest in it, you, you will take a deep dive. But um, for the average person. He just can't hold your attention for two and a half, three hours talking about one little thing. And, and by the end of it, you're, you're kind of confused a little bit. (laughs) So, but I do love him. I mean, he's fantastic. And and, uh, in the end, if you can kind of decipher out what he's trying to say, you know, you're way ahead. But if, if you guys know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you maybe do. If you just go listen to one of his podcasts, you know, but he
1: he does a deep dive. He's super, super smart. I I'd recommend, uh, uh, anything he he says is, is, uh, really good information, but you're right. You know, it's, um, it's very deep. And, uh, sometimes, you know, you just don't need to know everything. If you know, like a few of the fundamentals, um, you know, that's uh, plenty.
0: Yeah. He's, he's really, uh, an interesting guy. Um, and so, and he's willing to change his position on I things love that. as well. I love you that. You know, he used to go keto. He's pure keto, but he's not keto anymore. You know, he's hopefully realizing some of the stuff you got to talk practicality. Um, and that's hopefully what I try to bring to to the people I'll see in my office and through my podcast is just maybe practical things you can do um, to better your health, Um um, and enjoy life in the meantime. So anyway,
1: yeah, it's kind of like that, that, um, the idea behind, you know, the best diet is the diet that you can stick with. And, uh, you know, a lot of that with, with any of the healthy aging stuff, it's the stuff that you can, that you can build into your life and, and make it, um, you know, make it a, a part of your daily routine. It's a great point. Great point. Uh, but I'll, I'll put this up here from Billy, um, because you know it has to do with keto, and and uh, I know we got keto bandito in here, and we got a lot of people on YouTube who are um, who are uh, big fans of of the ketogenic diet, and probably have. Really uh, great information for how to go about the diet, uh, but uh, Billy obviously did great on it. I've lost fifty pounds by doing a strict clean keto diet. Should I be concerned about anything? Uh, some seem to think I'll die from it. Uh, it. As long as you're sexy, man. I, you know what? Who, who cares? But uh, what, what Billy, the you- last
0: time I saw you was when you were in high school and you weighed about a buck twenty. Thought <laughs> so I, I can't imagine you being overweight, but I haven't seen you in years. But I've heard you're doing well and and. Congratulations on all the stuff you're doing. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, isn't it amazing how some of the skinniest guys you you knew in high school and <laughs> junior high, you look at them later and man, they've really gotten overweight. I guess life gets in the way and yep. your metabolism slows. And, uh, so that's awesome. You know, if you can, uh, do strict and clean keto, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, really, um, you know, I, if you can, it's just hard to stay in keto for a lot of people. And some people think that, you know, maybe you, you should take breaks from it. I'm one of those that think you should kind of take breaks from it. That's why I like intermittent fasting because it really kind of is a little more practical. And, um, you know, that way you kind of put yourself in ketosis every day for part of the day. And so, um, as, you know, as long as you're eating good, uh, carbohydrates, you know, which you get some quick energy from, but no, you're not going to die from it. Uh, the, and, and you'll definitely die sexy well, you unless go. you gain the If you gain another 50 pounds, you probably won't. So <laughs> stay lean, my friend. Uh, Billy, and, uh, th-
1: thank you for that, man. Uh, thank you for that keto question. We're going to dive into the comments guys. Cause we're at, uh, we're at the 38 minute mark. We're going to keep going, um, and get to some of these, uh, questions that are coming through the, the live stream here and, uh, I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, let's see. I'm gonna put candies up here, um, and because I, I didn't know uh, this brand, but maybe you uh, will, Doc. Um, was wondering what your thoughts are on Modaire Collagen brand. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I, I've had a couple of patients that told me about it, and they really like it. You know, it, I think it's a mixture that's it's pretty good. I don't know. I guess you ordered off Amazon, which seems like we order everything off Amazon now. So um, I haven't used it, but if you recommend it, you know uh, I'll certainly look into it. And um, it sounds good. You know I do the keto collagen uh, that we have in the office, but yeah, um, I'm all for collagen. It's it's great. I put I think three people down on collagen supplements. Um, so Modare, we'll look at we'll look that up.
1: Mo thank you for that, Katie. Uh, sorry, Candy. Um, thank you for for putting that in there. Um, let's see. Let's get to a this from Steve here. This is a comment. I'm going to put this in. Um, Steven says saffron has been a miracle for me. Thanks to Dr. Rogers, tell me about it. Tremendously helps with the post COVID anxiety. Uh, thank you for for that, Steve. And I'm really hoping that um, that the the podcast today on saffron will help a lot of people. I, I really think that um, it is a hidden gem and and Uh, we need to, we need to change that. Um, so, so thank you for that, Stephen. Um, let's see, let's go to Deborah here. Uh, can someone take K2 if they are on Xarelto and will K2 help with bone health?
0: You gotta be cautious about taking that if you're on a blood thinner. Um, it definitely helps bone health. Um, but you, you have to be kind of careful, not as careful as if you had to take Coumadin. So your your cardiologist is probably going to say no. Um, you know, so it's one of those things that um, I think you probably could. I hate to go against what your cardiologist is going to say, but, um, you know, it does. You think of vitamin K as being something that can stop bleeding, in other words, help improve clotting factors of your blood. And if you're on Xarelto, um, you got to be real cautious with it. Um, you know, but it definitely helps bone health. It, it helps the vitamin D move the calcium into your bones, not your arteries or your joints. So you got to be cautious. So, you know, you, you might even, if you take it, you might consider taking a lower dose of it. You know, the one I like, my personal favorite nowadays is the orthomolecular MK7, 180 milligrams. You know, you could, you may be able to take uh, a lower dose of K2 that's combined with vitamin D, like the the D with K, um, but just just be careful about that. Even, you know, although the newer blood thinners aren't so, they're more forgiving than, than Coumadin and all, so... You're probably not going to, by taking a low dose of K, you're probably not going to hurt yourself. But, you know, your cardiologist may be mad at me if I tell you yes. So you may want to look at it. A lot of times people have, um, you know, factor C or some, some thalassemia or some weird uh, blood discrasies that you don't, you know, know about. So, um, it'd be interesting to see what the hematologist would say in your particular case. So I, I hate to almost give medical advice when I'm not sure, you know, what the situation is. So it bears further investigation on your case, Deborah. Uh,
1: thank you for, for that question there. Um, let's see here. Let's go to a, let's see, this is a Let's see. Mark had, had, a, had a toughie, and I, I love putting marks up here for you. Uh, the WHO stated three new variants have appeared called XD, XF, XE, the latter being the most dangerous, XE, a combination of Omicron variant uh, and stealth Omicron. Uh, any thoughts on this yet? Um, uh, have you heard of any of these?
0: Um, I've heard of the variants. I haven't heard of those particular um, ones, you know, the BA two, I think so one. Uh, um, Omicron variant, uh, is the one that's out there right now. It's, it's major one. Um, it's the reason they're locking down Shanghai now. I think they tested all 25 million people in Shanghai yesterday, yeah. all in the same day. So, so they're locking them up. Um, you know, I don't know. Does anybody believe anything the WHO or the CDC or the FDA said recently about COVID? You know, let's just let's just say that COVID's over with and let's just go on about our lives and not worry about all that stuff. You know, keep your own immune system healthy and you know so that you'll be able to shake off these viruses if you get them. If you're sick, stay home. If you're healthy, don't wear a mask, don't get any more boosters. And live your life like you're supposed to live your life, and breathing fresh air and talking to people, being around people. Um, so let's declare the pandemic over and, <laughs> and uh, let's go about our lives and not losing sleep over it, okay? <laughs> I mean, the world's going to end at some point anyway, so let's just enjoy it while we're here.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for that, Mark. Let's get to Savannah's question here. This is is a COVID question, uh, but a very, uh, it's a timely one. And I know a lot of people are dealing with this. Uh, Do you have anything that's working for post-COVID smell slash taste? Almost everything smells, tastes like garbage. It seems I'm over this. Uh, You and I both, Savannah, uh, and I can't believe I still have this after five months. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah. I mean, one of our nurses, uh, it's been about a year since she can, She can't even be in the room where they're cooking meat. She definitely can't eat meat. It smells putrid to her. And it's been a year or so. I mean, I've seen people with it. Of course, zinc. I like Flonase. I like IGY. Hopefully, we can get some in pretty soon. Katie can maybe answer that question when we're finally going to get the IGY in. I think that's going to be the biggie. Of course, hopefully, you're using NAC and higher dose omega-3s for a day. Uh, maybe doing some retraining of your olfactory uh, system through, you know, putting your nose in some coffee and making some mental associations with it. Um, uh, but yes, it's a been a terrible thing. Um, uh, but you, you need to try all those things and maybe around the steroids, maybe around of ivermectin. Um, you know, we'll just do anything we can to, to help that. Um, it's been a toughie it's been a real battle um gosh what was uh i had some other crazy things people had mentioned like uh oh uh, what is it olive leaf extract maybe and uh, there's some other ones that people have tried um gosh i saw i did see an interesting case uh so i help, hope that helps you savannah you know um but it's a toughie um I saw, I did see a patient today, a new patient that um, was interesting, probably the most interesting patient I saw today was a new one, um, 60 year old guy who um, had his first Moderna shot six months ago. And two hours later was in the bed, you know, extreme tiredness and developed Guillain-Barre syndrome. So he's had it for six months, Guillain-Barré syndrome, and uh, from one shot, Wow. I know they say you, you know the that the mRNA shots don't do that, that the vector shots do, but uh, definitely I think the mRNA shots can do it as well. But um, gosh, it's a toughie. You know, he really needs a a plasma exchange called apheresis procedure done, and um, you know more of a workup than he's and he's had, but, um, and he needs some physical therapy to help him learn how to walk again. It Mm -hmm. usually goes away, you know? Um, but yeah, I I did see that in the office today and, uh, there was no other explanation for it other than the Moderna shot. So, man,
1: um, thoughts and prayers out to, to, to that patient. My goodness. Um, okay. Let, let's, uh, let's get to, um, a question about Mm -hmm. methyl B complex. Uh, Do you have a favorite methyl B complex life extension or ortho molecular? What's your thoughts on this?
0: I got to say probably ortho molecular is, is my favorite. It's more expensive, but it's definitely pure. You know, they don't use dextrose and some things in there that life extension does. I, I like life extension. They're affordable. They're, they're good quality. They're, they have expiration dates on them. They're double-checked. But um, probably, you know, if you can afford it, I would think about the orthomolecular. Um, I know I've just ordered some, and I definitely love their omega-3s. I mean, that, that's a big favorite of mine. Um, so to check them out. You know, p- compare the ingredients. I'm, I'm for all of them, and it just seems like Ortho Molecular. Um, I love their MK7 a lot too. And they have a good, good uh, stable of vitamins. They're, they're really top, top notch.
1: When you say check the ingredients, is there anything that's pretty, you know, consistently we should like look out for? And if it has it in there, to kind of stay away from that brand or that, uh, or that uh, brand of vitamin.
0: You know, um, like the life extension capsules. All <clears> or <throat> they're all vegetarian, but. You know, some of them, they've started putting a little bit of uh, of dextrose in there, which is a little bit of a sugar. It could be, It could affect some diabetics. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you see a list of chemicals and dyes in there, which you're not going to see with life extension uh, anyway, but um, if you see a bunch of that, then avoid it. The, the more ingredients, even what foods, look on the package, and if you see numbers and and chemicals that you've never heard about it, try to avoid it. Mm um, if you can, which you can.
1: Um, all right. Thank you for that. Let's get to Ruth. Um, question about, uh, pre-diabetes. My husband's A1C is 5.8 and his fasting glucose is 99. Should he worry about, uh, pre-diabetes?
0: Um, those numbers aren't bad at all. Um, but, you know, certainly almost all of us, uh, should worry about pre-diabetes. Um, And, you know, uh, focus on belly fat, how much belly fat you have. And uh, if you tend to get a lot of hypoglycemic episodes, that means, you know, you're insulin resistant. In other words, it takes more insulin to keep your blood sugars at the level they are. So you probably need to come in for a, if you're worried about it, I'd do an insulin tolerance test where you come in and get a fasting insulin blood test go out and eat a bagel with jelly on it and an hour, hour and a half later, come back in, we'll draw an insulin level again. If it pops way up, then you have insulin resistance and then you should get on a lower carb diet. Maybe start out with some berberine, which is pretty effective. Maybe metformin, Um, you know, look at the weight. Uh, So, you know, 5.8 is 5.3 is better. 5.4 is better. 5.8 is starting to get on the edge a little bit. So I I do suggest you probably get a, a a freestyle Libre trial of that for two weeks for free and look and see what different things do to your sugars, because a fasting is 99. What about when you eat something that jumps up to 150, 160, which it may. Uh, So look at that. Yeah, that's a little bit uh, high. Typically you'd like to see your, your fasting glucose under, 90 in the 80s 80 somewhere, 85 or so, but not many people achieve that to be honest with you. But so look at the weight, do a little further testing, get a uh, freestyle Libre continuous glucose monitor, use it for a couple of weeks and kind of see where you're at. Um, yeah. Great question.
1: Uh, thank you for that, uh, Ruth. Any question like that is super helpful to, to so many other people. So, so thank you for uh, for, for putting in those those numbers and, and that question with pre-diabetes. Um, let's get to, to Southern Bell here on YouTube. Uh, what about safflower? Uh, safflower? Um, I'm not sure um, what this yeah, is. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't use safflower okay. or any seed oils or anything like that. Sunflower, safflower, uh, vegetable oil, stay away from them. They're, they're too inflammatory. Um, too much omega-6 is in there. Um so even though it sounds good, it's really not. I don't like it. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for that. Let's go to to Whitaker here on uh, on Facebook. Any thoughts on honey coil, honey uh I, I might be mispronouncing that. Uh, Huno keel. Thoughts on this? You may
0: be mispronouncing. I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, <laughs> I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on it or Something chime in, but I just don't know. Uh, Unless Whitaker, spelling it right.
1: Sorry about that. We will, we will uh, do some research uh, here this week on this. And guys, if you have, if you know of this, uh, have any information for us, uh, put in the comments and uh, help out Whitaker. Thank you for that. Um, let's get to. Let's see here. Uh, where am I at? Where am I at? Um, uh, Let's see, Roelis, Doctor, can I please ask about wild yam supplement? Um, any any thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, uh, it's very anti-inflammatory. Uh, I love eating yams. You know, that's, that's one kind of potato that won't raise my blood sugar. I've tested it out. Um, and, you know, really, um, a lot of your... Uh, Bioidentical hormones come from, you know, they make them from wild yams. You know, I've never taken a wild yam supplement, but I suppose it would work pretty well for, um, you know, uh, maybe a, a, you know, a natural testosterone booster. But, uh, you know, give me more what you think about it and, you know, maybe check your hormone levels and see what it does after taking it for about a month. Interesting. Um, Yeah, very interesting.
1: Uh, Thank you for that, uh, Roel. I'm going to put this up here because I I think this will help a lot of people who are thinking about uh, getting pellets. Um, Candy asks, I'm going to your JC office to get my pellets for the first time. Uh, how many times of year do you think I will need to to get these? Uh, first of all, I'm just extremely excited for you, Candy. You're going to get to see Andy. Yeah. You're going to get to see Rachel, Taylor, Courtney up front. You're going to get to see Fran. You're going to get to see the whole crew. Uh, shout out to the Johnson City office. Um, so I'm excited for you. But uh, for for everyone out there, uh, Doc, what's your you know for for a woman getting uh, pellets? Um, and you can just go over males as
0: well. Too. Yeah, first of all, you're going to love the pellets, especially if you've been on the creams, which we like. But when you get the pellets, it, for a lot of our patients, it's like night and day in the way, the way they feel. I know uh, Jenny's that way. She, it was a night and day difference. Of course, she was forgetful about putting the cream on daily, but a lot of times. But um, yeah, I, I think you'll really like the pellets. The average person does it, th- the average woman, three times a year. Um, you, some women go longer than that, you know, with men, I put more pellets in them. Uh, they can usually go five to six months, uh, with one round of pellets, but on average three times a year is ideal. Um, a lot of it depends on your body weight and, um, your metabolism and all. And I think you're really going to like them, um, and, you know two months after you get them just pop in with no appointment just to check your hormone levels to see where we have you you know we do so many of these pellets that we kind of get a good feel about the doses and all but uh, yeah I'm excited about, about you getting them for the first time uh, well, just, you like.
1: for, just for um, for her information and others who are considering uh, uh. pellets how long does it take for you to start feeling uh, the effects?
0: Um, usually about five days on okay. average. Usually. All right.
1: Well, Candy, we're excited for you. Thank you for putting that in there. Uh, just make sure you go in with your favorite song, because uh, I know my brother Andy, if he's the one doing them, will want uh, will want to to put some music on uh, in, in the room. So come in with the come in with like a fun song. Uh, it'll make, it'll make him happy.
0: <laughs> he may be sing if you don't want a song Andy will actually sing to you, he's it, actually a good singer and talented.
1: He might, he might artist. sing for you. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go to Savannah real quick. And then we're going to, we'll call it a, a, an evening. You mentioned greens. What band, brand, oh, yeah. brand of greens powder do you use?
0: Uh, my favorite is athletic greens. Okay. Um, that's, that's one I really like a lot. Um, I first picked up on that years ago when I was listening to Tim Fer- one of Tim yep. Ferriss' podcasts that we like a lot. Um, so, yeah, Athletic Greens is a, is a good one. All right,
1: Savannah, I- thank you for, for putting that in there and uh, reminding us of that. Let's um, let's see, what else? Am I missing anything? Okay, Whitaker, uh, thank you for that. Uh, you got a URL there. We will check that out. Um, Nicole asked about... Um, Oh, let's get to, to Linda's real quick, because this will help a lot of people. Do you think we can stop ivermectin for preventative measures?
0: I think you really could. Okay. Yeah, I have. You know, I, I think you're you're fine to stop it right now. People may want to keep it on hand, you know, for the next uh, thing that we could come along. I, You, you never know. So uh, I like having a little bit on hand just for, you know, it has a lot of uses uh, besides COVID, but... Um, yeah, I I really think you probably can, can stop, especially if you've had COVID, you know, and you can always stop in and get a COVID antibody test. We do those many a day just to see what kind of uh, antibody response you had. A lot of people I find have antibodies that never even knew they had COVID. So, um, it's just interesting to follow, but, uh, yeah, you can probably, probably hold off on it for right now.
1: What's your, Um, thank you for, for that. Um, What's your thoughts on that becoming like a seasonal for preventative measure? Um, Do you think that could be like uh, as we go into fall or go into winter, you might want to start ivermectin preventatively again, or, or is that going to be a thing?
0: Not necessarily. I mean, we'll, we'll see what kind of, uh, we'll see what kind of season we're going to have. Uh, But certainly if you have, if you have it, just keep it on hand. It's always good. I think most people should keep some of that. There's certain medicines I like you to keep at your house, and I'm not shy about giving you a prescription for. We we call it a walk off prescription in, in case you need it, like a Z pack, and um, yep. sometimes uh, Zofran for nausea and stuff. It may save you a trip to the emergency room. And you know, so I, next time I, in your I, office, ask for ask for a little med- prescription for a medical packet, or you know. We yeah, can keep Z packs in the offices. So it's nice to have, especially if you're traveling or, you know, um,
1: I think at one point we did a dictations, uh, episode on like, a a, it was like some sort of, uh, kit medical kit. Uh, we might have to revisit, uh, that because it is, it's, you know, especially if you're traveling, I want to get to this because, um, um, cause I promised D-Lynn and D-Lynn, thank you so much for, uh, for reminding me here. And guys, this is a great lesson. If I, if I, if I miss something, please, uh, put it in, put in the comments because that, that helps me out, uh, so much. So, uh, D-Lynn, thank you for reminding me about COVID hair loss. Cause this is something that I really wanted to get to. I saw you commented, uh, asking about this. Um, so thank you. Um, let's d Lynn's talking about, um, Experiencing COVID hair loss and some things, supplements, anything that they can do yeah, to help with this. I saw a
0: case of that today of COVID hair loss. Um, you know, COVID is like any other virus or medical illness. It puts a lot of stress on you. And if you're an adult, you, you know, prone to thinning hair, it can really accelerate it. Um, so, yeah, I did see a case today of that. Um, without question, COVID caused it. Um, You know, COVID can also throw your thyroid off. It can throw your adrenals off. It can throw your vitamin levels off. Um, It can throw your hormones off. It can put women into early menopause. It can mess your periods up. So you need to approach it from a hormonal metabolic standpoint and come in and get a Cleveland and let us see where you're at. Of course, I always like biotin to treat it. And remember, if you're, up to, if you're taking five milligrams of biotin, don't take that before you get a blood test because it can affect the results of your blood test. So um, I'm okay with one milligram of it before a Cleveland or an extensive blood test. But if you're on a high-dose biotin, don't take more than one milligrams to make your blood test more accurate for your thyroid, cortisol, et cetera. But, um, uh, yeah, there, there's some things that you can do for that. Um, you know, um, like vitamin therapy, um, you know, making sure metabolically and hormone hormonally you're okay first. And then, uh, there's a lot of supplements I use for it. I think the IGY is probably going to help it. Um, you know, and some people, um, I'll, I'll do a lot of stuff like, you know, I even do PRP to the scalp, uh platelet-rich plasma, uh, injections in the scalp to grow hair. It works. I don't think I've ever seen it not work. Um, you I may mean, have to have two or three treatments of it though. And it's, it's, not real cheap, but, um, of course you can always use Rogaine. Some people, sometimes i put, uh, men and women on finasteride. You can't take it if you're a childbearing age as a woman, but, um, you know, we certainly use it off label for it's a DHT blocker, so it works for hair. Um, there's some other topical compounds that we sometimes will prescribe with topical finasteride in it, um, uh, as well as the Rogaine. But yeah, so yeah.
1: What, what, um, what about Ontogeny C? Is that something? Ontogeny,
0: you're- that's great. Yeah. Um, that's a, a shampoo that really seems to be the most potent shampoo for thickening up your hair a little bit so look at it with all that stuff we have and certainly come in and get a hormonal metabolic panel like the cleveland and and check that out and let's see if we can tune you up a little bit you know but it's usually going to come back though your hair is usually going to thicken back up
1: uh well hopefully hopefully that gives you gives you some hope d lynn thank you so much for uh, for the for the question there, and thank you for uh, the reminder. Uh, we're gonna, I, Mark. I see your question. That's going to be first up next week. You might have to remind me as. Uh as uh, you guys know, uh, and I see your question, Bianca. We're going to get to that first thing as well. Uh, again, that's on the hair growth. Well, it's, that's probably going to be a you know a continuous thing we talk about over the next couple of year uh, years, uh, next couple of weeks and months. I want to put this up here just for uh, this for Whitaker, and I, I think Whitaker's seen it. Uh, but Dr. Sammons is in here, um, and this is about uh, Hanukkiol, and uh, Dr. Sammons might. Uh, see if I'm pronouncing it right, but, uh, I'm not going to pretend to even try to say the first word. Uh, but that's a, a product of Hano Pure. seemed that it's uh, magnolia bark extract, um, used for mood, relaxation, cognitive and neurological support. Um, and, uh, so hopefully, hopefully that helps Whitaker um
0: awesome awesome thank th- you yeah, denise
1: th- thank you for for that comment dr sammons and uh marty i see you uh marty and mike um it is ontogeny c o n uh ontogeny uh c and bianca we'll get to we'll get to your question and we'll get to mark's uh question first thing next week uh doc man i appreciate the time tonight Ben. Um, have this, a great night okay this has and been I'll, a blast I'll... we love you guys uh thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening. Shout out to, to, to all the offices. Uh, I think Bristol is, is up and running and with a, you know, our full-time provider Jill there uh, I think started this week. So congrats to her. And, she's uh, great. So Jill's pumped fantastic. for So pumped for what she's going to do in Bristol and shout out to the Knoxville team, the Johnson City team, and the Kingsport team. We love you guys, especially those. Uh, I know a few of, of them are with us tonight. Uh, we love all you guys. Uh, thank you guys. We will be back next Tuesday at 7 for the live Q&A show until then uh, Doc I think I'm going to see you tomorrow so we'll get to hang out um, good uh, so we'll see you guys here in a bit love you all see you next all week alright night.
0: don't go away